0: Hey you guys, this is the second of two episodes covering the six characteristics of a leader. And this list is by no means comprehensive. So do you have to have all six of these traits down perfectly to be a leader? No, of course not. But these are traits and values and skills that are worth paying attention to and putting into practice because they can help you make an impact at the heart level with the people you're around. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. Okay, so I am really excited about today's topic. This two-part series has been months in the making because I wanted to do six characteristics but I really wanted to choose wisely. So a lot of thought went into these six. And as always, my husband weighed in on a few of them as well. So first I'm going to recap the first three, although honestly, you could just click out of this episode, listen to episode 15, and then come back. But I will do a quick recap, and then we'll dive into three more characteristics of a leader. So last time we looked at what it means to be a centered leader. Leading from the very core of who you are, possessing a quiet, calm sort of confidence, knowing where you're going, and having a desire to earn respect rather than demand it. We also looked into what it means to be a curious leader, creative problem solving, genuine interest in the lives and well-being of other people, great at relationship building and making others feel important because a curious leader will ask inquisitive questions. And a curious leader also happens to be a lifelong learner. And lastly, we reviewed what a considerate leader looks like, meaning, are you thoughtful and intentional about noticing what is going on in someone's life? Do you put the needs of others before your own? A considerate leader is generally great at making others feel understood. So now characteristics four, five, and six are competent, consistent, and honest. Finally, a leadership trait doesn't start with a C. I'm not sure why five out of the six I chose started with a C, but maybe this will really just help honesty stick out as a must have for us. I don't know. Also, you guys really quickly for those of you listening to this episode in real time, Keep your eyes out for a course launching super soon. The Best You Can Be leadership launching course is designed to equip college age and recently graduated young women for their first jobs, internships, and anything that might require some confidence going into. I'm super excited about it. Six week course with topics like uncovering your leadership style, understanding the gift of female leadership, wellness, nutrition tips, and these all weave into leadership and so much more. So I hope to see you there. So we're going to begin with competency because this one is super straightforward. Simply put, are you able to get the job done? Do you have an understanding of how your sorority works and what the upcoming fundraiser is all about? Do you know what your role is, what the nonprofit's goal is and what your part is to get there? Do you know your job and can you do it well? The great news is that competency is probably the quickest fix on this entire list. So if you don't feel competent in your position, just ask for help. You can get extra training, put in additional time outside of work to learn and to practice. And you can seek out mentorship here as well, especially if you're feeling behind in more of the nuanced aspects of what it is that you're doing. I feel like competency is especially challenging if you're an intern maybe, because you're sort of thrown into an already working environment. There isn't as thorough of an onboarding process to gain familiarity as there would be for a full-time position and things like that. But At the same time, I wouldn't get caught up in the thought process that competency necessarily comes with time. It comes with time if you are open to learning and focusing on improvement, but you and I both know people who have been at it with a particular job or position, and years later, they still don't know what they're doing, right? So it isn't just time equals improvement. It's more like time plus willingness to learn, equals improvement and competency and being able to be really, really great at whatever your role entails. I think some important things to keep in mind in pursuit of your competency or in pursuit of your ability to perform in a designated role or job, don't think that other jobs are necessarily beneath you. So for this, I actually think of Elon Musk CEO of Tesla and other things, and very wealthy, successful in his endeavors. Uh, My husband actually read a book recently about him, and he just found it so interesting that even someone that successful and sort of high up there doesn't find himself above the everyday roles within his chain of command, right? So down to the most menial task, he still cares and wants to be involved and aware. So he actually openly encourages CEOs to spend more time on the factory floor and less time in boardrooms because over time, he believes that they'll lose what I think is a competency that needs to be considered by a leader, and that is that you'll lose mission focus. You'll lose sight of the priorities and the ins and outs of what it is that you're trying to achieve collectively as a group of people. So don't let competency push you into the thinking that you're above certain jobs. Another aspect to being a competent leader is to always be learning. So if there is an optional personal development thing that your team does weekly, try to get on it and participate. You want to always be learning and you want to always be refining your skills and your understanding of the organization and the group of people because nothing ever stays the same. The people will change, the systems will change, the technology you use will change, and so so much. And with this, you now see all these leadership qualities just complement one another and go hand in hand because if you want to be better at your job, better in your leadership position or in your volunteer position, you'll need to be curious and you'll need to learn from the other people around you, above you, below you, older than you, younger than you, and just soak it all in. So that is characteristic number four and the idea of being a competent leader. Characteristic number five of a leader is to be consistent. So there are two types of consistency that I will talk about. One is consistency of person and one is consistency of action. Consistency of person can be thought of kind of like authenticity. In an episode of John Maxwell's podcast, he talks about self-awareness and says, Quote, the less we know about ourselves, the more we role play. The less we know about ourselves, the more we role play. And the more we role play, the more inconsistent we become across different environments. He also emphasizes that it's so important to be comfortable with yourself so that you are the same no matter the environment. And I cannot reiterate this enough. I want to be able to walk into a room of strangers and be the same at my core as I am with a group of family or friends. Of course, dynamics are different, but there's really no need to be shapeshifters or people pleasers, or certainly no need to compromise on core values. Those can be the same across environments. And that consistency of character gets to be a very valued trait in a leader because over time, the people that you're around will notice that they can always expect the same from you. And then you, all of a sudden, might find yourself a confidant or your consistent character might make you to be considered more loyal and trustworthy. All great things. And it will also just give so much peace to the people around you because, again, we talk about this a lot. A follower gets to choose who he or she follows, right? So if they're going to choose you, one of their determining factors will probably be asking themselves, hmm, does Brigida know where she's going? Is this type of future generally one where I can expect to go to if I link arms with her? And that reliability will be huge for how you can serve the people that are hopping on board with whatever it is you're doing. The second type of consistency is consistency of action. And by that I mean, are you super enthusiastic one day and then you have no interest the next? Are you super driven and productive one day and then a little more lazy the next? Life isn't a sprint, it's a marathon, or maybe multiple shorter bursts of energy just back to back to back. But the point is, even if you have never run a day in your life, you know that runners always pace themselves. So being consistent in action is just pacing yourself. It's not limiting yourself, it's just pacing yourself to do the same or better every day. And that doesn't mean that you can't or won't have off days. But when you get thrown off the horse, you'll just dust yourself off and get back on. And this is actually one of the areas where I think leadership and wellness overlap a ton right so our mission here on the best you can be leadership podcast is to inspire confidence through leadership and wellness and when we talk about something like being consistent in the amount of effort you're putting into that class you really want to do well in or that summer internship you just got there is such a thing as burnout and mental exhaustion and not managing your time so that you get super duper tired and you're not having enough energy, you're being sleepy every single afternoon and not being productive as a result. Like that is all wellness, right? Dealing with the weight that yo-yo's up and down. I could go on and on, but you get the picture. We all do. We all experience this, especially as women. So this is where it definitely becomes a key to your future success and a critical step towards a good future trajectory to focus on getting your body to a place where it's flourishing, where you have the right foods, the energy, the right supplements, enough of this and that. And this ended up being a little bit of a tangent, but all of that to say, wellness is a part of reaching your leadership potential and consistency of action is the second type of consistency that we're talking about when we refer to a consistent leadership style. So you will show up consistently and there will be days when you don't feel like it or days when you feel discouraged, but you still show up, you still keep learning. And a way that I try to encourage this type of action consistency in my life is by reviewing my priorities. So my priorities are going to look a lot different from yours. And they can be super big picture. Like my big picture priorities would be serve God, serve Drew, serve others. And reminding myself of that will really quickly realign whatever it is I don't feel like doing to get me to do it and to be consistent. Or your priorities are sometimes not so broad, but maybe more along the lines of Finish this homework assignment, review for that test, prep for that presentation, apply for that job, more task oriented, and that will get you right back on track with the perspective needed to know if you just show up again today, you'll be one step closer to where you want to be. So for me, it was really easy when I was in college to say no to a party, because I would just check in with my priority list and having a super late night that would make me sleep through class the next day just wasn't a priority. But now i'm in a new town where making connections and building relationships is pretty important and i also just love getting to know new people so i'm going to be more inclined to say yes as long as it doesn't interfere with things that are non-negotiable in my list of priorities so your priorities can change this is very true but i think it's super helpful to have a general idea of them so that you know when to say yes and you know when to say no And how to stay on track when you're really trying to show up consistently in one of these priority positions. So a consistent leadership style involves both a consistency or authenticity of being and of personality and values, and it also involves a consistency in the amount of effort and care that you put into a task or job or goal. And lastly, leadership characteristic number six is honesty. There are also two types of honest leaders. We have ones who are honest with themselves and ones that are honest with others. I think honesty as a leadership characteristic does a great job of implying humility. That's actually why I didn't include humility as one of the Main six leadership traits because I, I just think that it is implied by this type of honesty with self and with others. And it leads to a very genuine personality, an authentic personality, like we've already mentioned, as being super important. I mean, really, there shouldn't be any such thing as an authentic version of you because you should just be honest with yourself and be the same you all the time, anywhere, with any people, and be confident in the uniqueness that you get to gift people with as a result of that. And something very important to help always be the same person is being honest with yourself. I think that this is much easier said than done because being honest with ourselves isn't at all like being honest with others. It has more to do with perception, accurate reflection, humility, self-awareness, or just awareness in general. And I think it's also a very overtime learned skill, but you need to be able to say to yourself, ugh, I really screwed that up. Or, uh, I think I really hurt that person's feelings. You need to be able to say things like that to yourself before you can ever expect to apologize to someone who you hurt or correct something that you messed up on. People who aren't honest with themselves blame others at the drop of a hat. It could never be my fault that Drew and I had an unpleasant conversation. It's his fault, right? No, totally, totally wrong. If I'm being honest with myself, the better approach would be more like, you know what, I was being super self-absorbed and really inconsiderate when I interrupted him while he was super focused, and I should work on not doing that." That is a super random example, but people who are honest with themselves aren't going to have their first instinct be to blame others. Their first instinct will be to self-examine. Where was I at fault? What can I do differently? And then, yes, you can look at the other people in the situation to really get a better grasp on it, but not until you've been honest with yourself is that even worthwhile people who aren't honest with themselves also tend to have a bit of an ego. Um, Have you ever been in one of those situations where you're just thinking to yourself, man, who does she think she is, right? It's kind of one of those moments where there is someone puffed up with hot air or they literally just think they are God's greatest gift to mankind. And what often ends up happening is that that attitude of just having a huge ego and being prideful, it often alienates other people. But I also want to be super clear here because the opposite of this, someone who is honest with themselves, is not necessarily lacking in any and all ego, right? We talk pretty much every episode about a quiet, calm confidence so you can be honest with yourself and still think, yeah, I am a super good cook, or I'm a super loyal friend, such a gifted organizer, or whatever it might be. So people who are honest with themselves, have an awareness of their strengths and their weaknesses, and they are neither lacking in confidence entirely or overly confident and obnoxiously proud. They admit when they're wrong, they admit when they've messed up because they don't just sit there and convince themselves that they're always right. Instead, they're more realistic and self-aware. And the other type of honesty is just being honest with others. Like most things, this doesn't mean that you can't make mistakes. I make them all the time it means that you should use our first type of honesty you should be honest with yourself and admit to yourself when you've done something wrong maybe and then just go correct it just walk up to the person and apologize for maybe saying something untrue or misleading and then just keep going and accept that no one is perfect And I don't really have much more to say on this one, except that if being honest is something that you struggle with, I think it takes practice. It takes practice and it also has to do with who you surround yourself with. If your friends lie all the time and say stuff like, oh, you know, who cares, just tell your parents that you're spending the night at my house, it's going to be way harder for you to kick this habit to the curb. It's a habit muscle just like anything else and if you exercise it, it will grow, but it starts with you. It starts with honesty with self before honesty with others. And that's a wrap. So, before I close this out, I'm going to ask you to do a tiny favor. I know you get this anytime you listen to something, but if you haven't left a review on the podcast yet, I would be so thankful. And just leave your name so that I know it's you and so that I can thank you for your support. Just a quick review of our six characteristics one, be a centered leader. Two, be a curious leader. Three, be a considerate leader. Four, be a competent leader. Are you able to get the job done? Do you have an understanding of what your nonprofit's goal is and what your part is to get there? Can you do all the tasks well? Number five, be a consistent leader. Consistent in character and being the same person anytime, anywhere, with anyone, and also showing up consistently to whatever job, volunteer position, or goal you have in front of you. And six, last but not least, be an honest leader. Be honest with yourself, be self-aware, humble, and be honest with others. And these are the best you can be, six characteristics of a leader. Keep in mind, especially the goal behind all of this being to affect change, at the level of another person's heart. Heart change, people change, inspiring and connecting change. Thank you so much for being a loyal listener and committing to cultivating your leadership because our world definitely needs it.